Your Money Briefing. Money and market stories from the Wall Street Journal. I'm J.R. Whalen in New York. If social media users can't trust Facebook, who can they trust? We'll have those details in a moment, but first, here are some money items you need to know. The Wall Street Journal Market Data Group reports recent weakness in large tech stocks is reordering the list of the biggest U.S. firms. During this week's sell-off that's dragged down the broader market, Amazon's market value was in position to pass that of Amazon parent Alphabet. Amazon was edging closer Tuesday to close as the second biggest U.S. company, topping Alphabet for the first time ever. Apple remains the market cap leader in tech at $890 billion. The Wall Street Journal heard on the street team says small and mid-sized banks are eyeing a loosening of the regulation chains by Washington lawmakers, and they could have reason to be optimistic. The Senate last week passed a bill that would raise the threshold for stricter Federal Reserve oversight to $250 billion of assets from the current $50 billion. But the House won't vote on the bill as is, however, and wants to negotiate with the Senate. That's raised fears in the industry that House leaders could push for too much deregulation. And the Money Beat team also reports regulators looking into potentially widespread violations in cryptocurrency markets have taken a bite out of the once-soaring investor demand for token deals. More than 180 coin offerings are expected to launch in March. That would exceed January's total of 175 and fall only a bit below February's 197 offerings. But the March projects are expected to raise only $795 million. That's a 45% decline from February's $1.4 billion. This is your Money Briefing from The Wall Street Journal. Welcome back, everybody. Facebook's steep stock decline in response to the controversy surrounding Cambridge Analytica's collection and unauthorized use of user data has brought to light a crucial element of business for Facebook that's hard to quantify, and that's trust. Wall Street Journal Heard on the Street columnist Dan Gallagher joins us from our San Francisco bureau to discuss. So, Dan, in your column in the Wall Street Journal, you say trust is something you can put a price on, but for Facebook, the lack of trust among its users well, that can get very expensive. I think we're seeing that uh, actually play out in the stock price. You know, Monday the stock fell 7%. Uh, today it's down so far about 5%. That equates to about $50 billion, I think, in market value that is going just on this question of what happens to um, – to people's data when they're using Facebook. You know, the, the stories we saw over the weekend concern this firm that, you know, a few years ago um, ended up get, getting possession of this data to use it in, in political campaigns. Um, but it does, it does when you pile it on to all the concerns about Facebook over the last year about its role in elections, misinformation, and, and so forth, um, it really puts to that question for people who use the service um, what what's happening to, you know, what am I sharing with this service? You know, how is it going to be used, you know, with me or against me or whatever? And this and these questions really build up, and I think really get to the core value proposition that Facebook offers. And for Facebook, which is now the target of an FTC investigation into this matter, this is just a fresh round of criticism. The social media company has had controversy in one form or another chasing it around for some time. Yeah, it is. And, and like we said, every, pretty much since the 2016 election, you know, there's been there's been all these questions about it. I think this is this is the most significant impact we've seen on the stock because um, I think one there part of it is the the notion. I think I think there was some misunderstanding out there that Facebook got hacked and the data was stolen. It was more sense of, you know, it was shared with a firm under some policies the company had a few years ago, and it turns out that firm may have broken the policies and shared the data. So the story may be a little more complex than some people had realized, but 
I, I do think it does cut to the basic value proposition for the you know 1.4 billion people that go on to Facebook every day right now. Um, Facebook really can't afford to have a high number of them start to think, is this a place I should spend time at? Because what happened? You know, how am I exposed here? What am I seeing? Um, all these things build up into the idea of, of how quality is the Facebook experience for people who are using it. And if those people start not using it as much or, or coming off it, um, then that that really cuts to the core of what face how Facebook makes its money, which is selling advertisers access to you. But, you know, in your column, you make an interesting point. You mentioned that if the latest controversy drives users away from Facebook or encourages them to do so, there aren't many social media alternatives of Facebook's scale and reach for them to go. And that makes things more urgent for lawmakers to find a solution here. What did you mean by that? Well, I, you know, because social networking, you could argue, has now become a part of a lot of people's lives um, in terms of, you know, people use it to stay in touch with relatives. Uh, a lot of people use it for business purposes. Small businesses use it, use it very frequently. Um, so it's and it's something that it's not the same thing doesn't really exist. It's not like there's a big alternative that you could go to where you think, okay, maybe my data is safer here. Uh, you know, Snapchat's a lot smaller. Twitter, you know, is different for different, uh, used for different purposes for the most part. So Facebook is really the only game in town in the sense of what, of what it does. And when you, when you have that kind of situation, that's when lawmakers say, okay, well, you know, maybe we do need to step in here because there's not a lot of alternatives. This company is very powerful sits on all this data and I think that's a big reason why we're seeing um, we're seeing calls and calls from both sides of the aisle Republican and Democrat here in the US and 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 in Britain there's kind of these universal calls for something to change uh, there'll probably be a lot of disagreement about what needs to change but um, you know in Facebook parlance Facebook is kind of having a hard time finding friends right now in in any in any place and that raises I think the the political risk of like, okay, what kind of rules could take place to affect their business in the years ahead? But trepidation among users is one thing. An image of a smart investment is another. And you highlight Facebook's relatively low multiple with regard to its forward earnings. And that could actually attract new investors. Uh, it could. But again, when you get to the, if you look at it purely on that basis, sure, you know, they have some of the highest margins of of some of their tech peers and, you know, are still growing revenue at a significant rate because advertisers keep coming using the platform to get access to the user base, which keeps growing. So what we've outlined is the risk that if that user base starts to starts to decline, advertisers start to think twice about where do they put their money. So, and, and then how would rules and regulations of, passed by lawmakers affect that? So I think the concern right now is even if the stock looks cheaper than it has been historically, you don't really know what is Facebook's business going to look like two years from now when, you know, possibly new laws have, have gotten enacted. How's that going to affect their business? Have users stayed with the service or have they started to decline? Have advertisers thought twice? So right now there's a lot of questions that I think get to the existential nature of what is Facebook and it makes it, a, and it makes it very hard to value, to put a value number on 
you know, where you think the business is going to be two years from now, because there's a lot of possibilities. We've seen a similar scenario, albeit under different circumstances, when Microsoft tangled with the European Union about 15 years ago. It, it was similar in the sense that it was it, it was big and it got bigger as years go on and it lasted for years. And as I noted, that really that really, I think, weighed on the on the multiple on on Microsoft stock precisely because investors were saying, OK, well, how do I value this business when regulators are really trying to attack it and and try to limit the reach the difference is that that was a little that wasn't quite to the core of what microsoft's core business was at the time which you know their core business wasn't really under threat of sell, of having people of having its operating system on pcs all over the world in, in the case of facebook you know the what's under attack is some of the core business pro, um uh, the core business proposition because Facebook uses its huge user base to sell to advertisers. So if that user base, if they lose the trust of that user base, that in turn, you know, hits the value proposition of what they sell to advertisers. So you have a potentially cascading effect. I don't know if the same thing's going to happen to the stock as what happened to Microsoft. You know, it was a, that was years ago, different factors at play. But it, I think what happened to Microsoft does outline what what could end up being a significant risk for Facebook, even as much as the stock is down right now. All right. That's Heard on the Street columnist Dan Gallagher joining us from our San Francisco bureau. Dan, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. And that's your money briefing. I'm J.R. Whalen in New York for The Wall Street Journal.